0: Trademutt Radio, coming through on your watch <laughs> Alright, here we, we, just got let, what, what do we do, get let in? A queue. A queue, a queue, that's it. Uh, welcome back to uh, Trademutt Radio. Uh, another guest in the studio today, which we're, we're pumped to have. Uh, he's one of the voices on, on The Rush Hour with uh, Liesel, Liam and the big man Dobbo. is uh, also the host of Rural Queensland Today. And I was saying off air before, not to blow smoke up his ass, but the greatest MC that I have ever witnessed, Ben Dobbo Dobbin. Welcome to the uh, Trademark Radio
1: podcast. Hey guys, how are we? Can I just say that was one of the rare days where you got it right. It just so happened uh, a lot of times with MCing, you can if the crowd's not right, you can start something. But the one day you guys were there could have been the. Best day. So I'm like, I don't actually think I ever need to MC another event after you with you guys there. It was on. It we was were great. dancing and carrying on. Lincoln Lewis
2: took his shirt oh, off. I mean, That's
1: right. no disrespect to the Shopfitters Association of Australia, but I mean, they are a boring bunch. And so you had to try and do something. I mean, they, yeah, need, they, they need lunches need some, like they that. Need, well, they do because <laughs> a lot of them sit there and like, oh, what do you do? I'm an interior designer. I fit our chops. Yeah, I fit shop. I'm a shop fitter. Oh, what a shit show. Um. Anyway, <laughs> hi guys, how are you? <laughs> Mate, we're
0: great. We're we're pumped to have you in. Um, yeah, obviously after that event, Dan and I, because obviously yeah, we hit you up like we yeah. want to go for a beer. Yeah, 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 and we never fucking did it. No, and because we you you got married. Got pretty married, much. Uh, yeah, November. That. So
1: that was I think October. We 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 sort of all. Meant and yep. it, well, obviously I knew who you guys were um, because of the association you know. with trademark. Trademark, with, obviously um, no no. <laughs> we, well, trademark have been huge and 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 I knew the story with Triple M. Marto's been a huge fan of you guys and
0: yeah,
1: mate. To be honest yeah. with you, at Triple M, there's trademark T-shirts just floating around like you you know we clean dishes with them. There's that many of them there. They just they're away. <laughs> so <do> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. So. I, I knew you guys were, but, well, yeah, I got married. Uh, second time around, so I got married. So, But I'm pleased once you reached out, I was like, ah, oh, I, I hate these guys, you know. Like, uh, you were very good to me on stage that day. So, like, I was like, well... Why not? Thanks, mate. Let's yeah. do this.
2: Well, I mean, you make it very comfortable up there. The thing is, like I said, like, I'm not even sure if I even need to be part of this podcast or so if we should just, like, put the microphone in front of you and, <laughs> and just say, go. There you go. Just go. Just well, sit. we're open it's to anything. So, so, today is
1: all in. It's all in. <laughs> yeah. The Ab- secrets. that No one knows about Ben Dobbin. Absolutely. So,
0: there's some weird coincidences that we've, yeah, obviously already touched on. Our neighbours here,
1: Rangeland Quality
0: Meats, you were one of the... Yeah, one of the owners. Owners yeah. of Rangeland started, that
1: started Rangeland. Um, and Philip and Adele and Alistair and the late, great Lachlan and his wife, Anna, um, were, you know, big, big parts. Still are a massive part of my life. And it, it's – I mean, we're all here now, but the story for me, um, how I got here, I still pinch myself and go, like, I mean – you know, it, it's pretty similar. I'm from New South Wales. Shock horror! I'm not a Queenslander. You know, but yeah, I do right. support Queensland. I mean, oh, do you? I do support Fuck, Queensland. I don't rate uh, that. Uh, well, you just got to – Hey, I'll DK. tell you
2: why.
1: I'll tell DK. you why. Cut. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why now, and all, everybody, I bred two, bred three Queenslanders. Sorry, Ella Daisy. Um,
2: are, they're paid, obviously only
1: half I've paid – no, well, I've paid – no, they're not. Um, <laughs> if if they're conceived in Queensland, you and pay well, maintenance yeah. – I pay maintenance in Queensland to two women, so I've got two women that I have to pay maintenance to for kids that I'm not with. Um, that, that gives you extra credits, right? I Have I been here longer than I was in New South Wales? Yes. Was I sired? I was conceived in <laughs> Noosa, so – my parents had sex in Noosa, and then <laughs> Mum fold down, obviously in New South Wales. So I mean, I look at myself and say, well, mate, you know, get stuffed. And <laughs> I want to give you the biggest thing: your first ever game of rugby league, Springshaw Mountain Men, 1999. Oh. <laughs> so if it's if it's where your first game of rugby league's played, I'm a Queenslander, so there get you go. stuffed, yeah. Yeah.
2: I found the loophole. Yeah. found the loop-ups. You can identify as whatever you want. <laughs> to be honest, it's <laughs> absolutely fine. So we all know it doesn't really much matter it mean, anymore. You no, just, just choose it. what you want. Yeah, that's you want. Fine. No, I'm a Queenslander.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was born in New South Wales. Um, my parents got divorced when I was young. Um,
2: Whereabouts, New South
1: Wales? It, oh, in Sydney, in here. We're from. My family's from Yass. In in. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: in in the Riverina
1: area. Grew up old man was a legend, like honestly it was a legend and growing up had a normal life. Go to boarding school as an 11 or 12-year-old and um, to Riverview because um, that's where my family had all gone. My dad had gone there, my grandfather had gone there. We couldn't afford it but went there and <laughs> I still remember, went to boarding school and life is pretty normal for me. Like, you know, I had such a, I had a really good life. We had a holiday out to the beach, Mooloola Bar every Christmas, we drove up We had a mid-year holiday where mum would – because dad was working. Dad was never there, but we worked. He was in hardware. And um, mate 14, the world changes for me. I'm the eldest. I've got a brother and a sister, Tim, who's 18 months younger, and a sister, Emma Kate, who's three years younger than me. Uh, Dad came to Riverview in a car and said, oh, out of shock, I'm leaving your mum, and tried to blame mum. But the bottom line is he was having an affair with a lady he worked with. They're now married – but at 14, you know, I think we're ninety I'm like, Jesus, you think you can handle it? You can't really deal yeah, with it. Yeah, so what are it? you so, there, grade eight or something, grade nine? Yeah, I'm grade nine. Fuck, that's yeah, a pretty, yeah. And, and, and he, but look, to his credit, he ballsed up and told us, I can still remember it in the car, and Tim was in year seven, and I was in year nine, and I just went back to, ball, he told us in the car at four o'clock in the afternoon, we went back into study that night, and then I rang mum on the gold phone, I still remember it, and. You can always, you know, mum was positive, but, you know, that changed an awful lot for me. Like, that was a, you talk about significant moments, some people talk about death and some people it. That was a massive moment because, as the eldest, idolised my father, could do no wrong, and in a heartbeat, he was gone. And, mate, my relationship, it, like I spoke to him, I saw him only three weeks ago for the first time in eight years. So it's since that moment... Was
2: completely fractured. Like you said that was nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. That's in that period of time where, like, before that, like, no one ever got divorced, Never. even if your marriage was fucked or if you were, ch- if you were absolutely infidelity or anything like that, you yeah. just stayed you, together. You dug in. Then there is that period of like eighties, nineties, where people started to get divorced, and, and now if you're it's the very ki- common. Now everyone's yeah. fucking divorced. Yeah, every so second kid. My parents are divorced, yeah. but yeah. like, yeah. In the but there is that time period there in that time where it's I was the very first. I was thing. the first.
1: I was the first. Yeah. And I was the first out of all my mates and so from then you get through school but significant moments like my father didn't come to my formal he never got to see me play in the first 15 he reckons he was there when I was in the first eight watching at the head of the river but he chose this partner and well, for whatever reason so he was deliberately sort of missing these things I, I look and and I honestly think and this is and honestly it's really deep and I've thought had heaps of counseling about it and talked it out. To leave the marriage to have an affair, you have to have a story. And the story that he made up in his mind, whatever he believes it's true, it's just not, but whatever he believed was true, he told his partner, Sandra, who's now his wife, who they've been together ever since. And so to keep that lie up, you have to behave a certain way and that was that we were these horrible people and mum was dreadful and all this kind of stuff. So he had to keep that lie up and for whatever reason, they had the life. I will say it's ironic, he bankrupted mum through the court. So we had nothing. We went from having a, we weren't rich, we had a normal, just a normal life. Middle class. Middle class. It was, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we didn't have not a lot of money. We were just normal, you know? Yeah. Take away on a Friday night from a burger joint. You know, like nothing. But he bankrupted mum. We went from having, to having St Vincent de Paul have to bring food parcels to our house when I'm 18 years of age. Um, and that was hard. We couldn't afford I had to go and get a job. Just everything that I never ever thought was going to happen, it happened. And I don't say it's a bad thing. I think people get far worse than me. It's not a... It's not a reason for the way my life has gone, but it was a significant, significant time in my life. And it, in a lot of ways, created the shit that I went through for 20 years, but has also got me to where I am today, which is where I'm truly happy. So that happens, leave school. When you go to a GPS school, as you guys probably know, there's sort of like you, we had no money, but you... You go to school with some people who have got a heap of money, <laughs> and, a lot of money, and you automatically then think that that's how life is. That you know, like you're going to get a rails run on stuff, and yeah, tuck shop every day. You, you think it's <laughs> going to be okay. So leaving school and not having any idea what I was wanted to do, no money, a mum that had had a mental breakdown was bankrupt. Didn't had never worked because mum's women just didn't work at that stage. Like you know, mum was she was the homekeeper, yeah. You know? And mate, I had to go and sort my shit out, and work out what I want to do. And mate, I got sacked from a few jobs. I I didn't, but uh, a, a, a significant moment came for me was when I rang my best mate from boarding school, one of my best mates from boarding school, Dave Bradford, and said I'd been to the gun at RBS, <laughs> and I was dead set a city boy, but I'd been to the gun at RBS. I don't know why I was there. It was on New Year's, and mate, all these guys are getting around in this country gear, and I'm like. Yeah, I, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to do this. So I rang Jeff Wagstaff. stuff. I rang Braddo. I rang Jeff Wagstaff stuff up, and I said, "Mate, I'm going to the Northern Territory." And Braddo said, "You have never ridden a horse?" And I said, "I don't care. Well, how hard could that be?" So I rang Jeff Wagstaff stuff at Brunet Downs. He gave me a name. I got his wife with his ex wife now, Carmel, and they got me. And I said, "I want to come." He said, "Have you ever ridden a horse?" no. Uh, he said, "Have you ever been on a property?" I said, "Oh, a couple of mates from boarding school, but I was a city water, you know." And he's like. Okay, well, okay. So I went to Brunette Downs as a jackaroo with not one bit of experience. I went and got out on video, the man from Snowy River, to have a look at Jim Craig They would see the hat. And I went into George Street. <laughs> no,
0: you didn't. RM Williams at George <laughs> Street and bought <laughs> a
1: Cattleman. I bought a Cattleman and I went up there and not a little. I get to Brunette. It was a three-day drive. <laughs> Braddo came with me. In the end, Braddo's from Mullally. Still one of my greatest mates. Um, I was the best man at his wedding he's been he's just been every significant way. we went to boarding school and he's as wild as a bag of feral cats and he's a country bloke and done very successful he, he drove his ute we went there together he said I'm going to come with you and I showed him my hat. I said, I've got this real hat. And, like, he yeah, has this big woomera, like, yeah, you know, yeah. at this stage. Mate, I'm straight out of Sydney with a cattleman. I get there and, like, everybody's looking at me going, yeah, nice hat, mate. And I'm like, I thought it was good, but it was like that ah, poxy. It was like yeah. they knew, mate. It was like once, a probably. vegan. Yeah. City, cowboy, no fucking idea at all. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, so and it was true, mate. It was, um, but that year, that first year was the most significant year for me. Because the first three weeks I was still that very much a GPS boy, and they didn't bash it out of me. I, it, it, they worked it out of me, and I cried myself to sleep in a swag. And then I got a work ethic that has now stayed with me, and I ended up being the hardest motherfucker in the whole uh, whole place. It actually, I knew I had it in me, but it was just that. How long are you up there for, mate? I ended up doing, uh, ended up doing two seasons, yep. right there, and then. So, it's all about opportunity. I know you guys are, But I'm just giving you a little brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Brunette races it's a week-long piss-up. So, they have Mate, the Brunette massive. Cup. Yeah, massive. I'm, I'm massive. the first
0: person to ever get a lifetime ban from really? Brunette Really? Well,
1: yeah. I've had my incidents there as well, <laughs> um, big time. But, it, but it's how I became an option How
2: do they know you're the first? Like, my
0: George, my cousin, told me he's been there fucking... <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he's, like, yeah. this is, he's like, no one's ever been handed this down before. Mate, greatest,
2: greatest week of your life. So,
1: Ben Fordham is obviously you know, the Alan Jones now and Ninja Warrior and that. We went to school together before he became That's Ben right, Fordham. yeah, fuck Ninja Warrior. He, he's, yeah. uh, he's my greatest friend. I had dinner with him on last week um, when I'm in Sydney. I just love his family. He says to me, if you last six months, I'm coming to visit you. This is when – so anyway, first year, six months, Brunette races, Ben Fordham, up he comes, like he goes, mate – and it was debauchery. Like he was, mate. He was. He couldn't get over it. He just couldn't get over. Because back then, mate, it was a caged off area where you were. Like, the, you know, that, mate, it was just. It, it is wild. It's the last it. frontier. It really. is, mate. It, it, there's like, mate, the animal libs and all that, mate. They would be just, yeah. There is a lot going on up there that probably <laughs> isn't recorded. Like, it's not great.
0: To paint to paint the picture for people that don't understand, it's basically. Because the territory, it's such vast areas, and there's huge properties, and there's fuck all people yeah. for landmass. The brunette races are like the annual event that Everybody everyone goes to, it. huge. and it's so big that they so like you know like splendor and all that shit where you camp. Well, there's actual built camps. So like the Lake Nash camp, there's yeah. like. They've got, got their own dongers and water systems. systems. There's yeah. fucking massive big fireplaces. It's this huge shed. It's like incredible, massive. right?
2: Where the fuck in the territory is it? So you know, when, you know when
0: we went to um, the Barclay yeah. Homestead, yeah. yeah. Turn you right, fuel up, you go take a right, yeah. <laughs> turn north. right yeah. and go <laughs> 180
1: k's up there, yeah, yeah. yeah. and past Corella Creek, and uh, and straight up there, and then you come to Brunette. Yeah. It is
0: wild, and so people like there's yeah, oh yeah draft It's fucking right It's fairly well in the bush, yeah. so there's people. So it's just like all these stock camps that all come together. And then it's Huge. just Huge. And he's just on It is just out of control
1: So fast forward Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Saturday afternoon My first brunette races I'm walking in there with Ben Fordham And I can hear an auctioneer And at the time I thought this bloke was the greatest auctioneer of all time He ended up being hopeless But mate, your first ever auctioneer And he's selling a ute load of dog biscuits And I said to Fordham And this is probably my whole life. I can do that. He goes bullshit. I said I can. He goes, I dare you to go and ask old mate. And so I went up to old mate and I said, mate, can I be? Can I have a go of auctioneering? This is at the brunette races. I'm twenty one, twenty. Like goes, yeah, okay. I was fucking dreadful. (laughs) So bad, so bad. But I just was like, and I said, mate, how do you do it? He goes, mate, last mob of cattle come in every day. You start adding up numbers. One, two, three, four, five. You're gonna. You'll just learn. So, mate, I wrote a letter after that. I'm like, I want to become a stock and station agent. I, I want oh, to do right. it. Yeah. So I wrote a letter to Primac Elders. They're in Brisbane, to Primac Elders. My name's Ben Dobbin. I'm a jackaroo at Brunette Downs, and I'd love to work for Primac Elders. Jeff Wagstaff obviously had some connections. They did all their bull buying through Elders. So he had some guy called David Farley and John Robbins. They were two guys. End of the season, they say, you meet us in Brisbane Airport. We want to meet you. Um, so this is December 17, I meet them in the Ansett lounge because Ansett was still very much a, a big thing back then. And they gave me a start at Springshaw um, on January the eleventh as a stock and station agent for Primac Elders. And so I was like, okay, I'm I'm on my way. So far out, yeah. Okay, get to Springshaw first night. Meet a guy called Don Tucker. Met a girl. Um, she was a good type. Um, um, anyway, that was my first night. I was 22, and I started being a stock and station agent. I literally, within two years, was Australian Queensland Young Auctioneer of the Year. Had won it all, um, and had had job offers from everybody um, in the agency world. And that's where I left Primac Elders to start at GDL um, at, oh, me, at okay, Media, yep. which is Grant Daniel Long. Yeah, go to me and Dara to start that met my first wife Patrice. She was um, I met her at the John Pope Memorial Wiener Sale at Naura. <laughs> she was a she was a finance girl there and I met her and, and um then and I met her at the Ecker and um we fell in love and got married and, and we started our life. She's from Condomine. We started our life and
2: at there, and so that was it. You yeah, know. I Righto. don't know why I'm so interested in this because this has really got nothing to fucking no. do with anything. But your story about the hat rocking up, you know, with the new hat, looking yeah. just like an idiot. What the fuck did Ben Fordham look like at 21 going to the brunette races for a week? Because like he would have. Have you got a photo? of He would have look like. I've got like, a was photo he of him suit. Mate, no, no, no. He <laughs> was. I've
1: got a photo of us all, me Brado and Fordo. I might even get it for you. I don't even know, but I've got a photo that somebody sent us of me Brado and Fordo standing there, and Fordo was, mate, he. he he had the hair back and the and the, the round tortoiseshell circle glasses and we we're all standing there with these big the ten gallon hats like yeah. there and Bay Apache Justin cubanile boots and smoke and rollies <laughs> and he's just there <laughs> like going. But he loved it, mate. He's always he has always in he the one thing about him is he's embraced life, mate. To he he, he,
2: he it, seems like he just fit in anywhere. Anywhere,
1: mate. And all my mates, so like my greatest friends are from My greatest friends are from those days and boarding school, and when I went there, I warned him. I warned him when he got to there. I said, "Mate," and he's like, "Mate, I'm going to be who I am." And they all love him. They still talk about him now. Like they all still talk about Fordo. And when we have these brunette reunions, he always comes and's like, "Hey, and mate, he spent a week there. He spent yeah, a week yeah, of his life there. Yeah. Like you know, but hey, they all love him. Twenty years he just, ago, he fits <laughs> in, mate. He fits in wherever. He's so adaptable. So, meet my wife. Have a couple of kids. Um, How old are you by this stage? How- mate, I'm th- early, just about 30 okay. and I, So 2005, William was born um, And Ava was born in 2008 But 2006, I had a brain bleed playing rugby union for the Cods um, Proper, it was another watershed moment And it I nearly lost my life And, and a t-
2: fucking stroke Yeah, it like, was a stroke yeah. What
1: happens had- Mate, I was, can't remember a lot Uh, I, I, We were playing Roma Cods is a great rugby club. Uh, Who are the Cods? Condamine Cods. my Cods. Walking um, off the field, I can't really remember it. That night I get home, my wife drives me home. She says I got up and said, I was trying to say I want to hug, but she says I was saying I want to kill you and trying to hug her and then getting frustrated with myself. And then my face dropped on one side called the hospital, Roy Flying Doctors, mate, two weeks in St. Vincent's in Toowoomba, and it changed my life. It, 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 it dead set was another watershed moment because something wasn't right, and I got massively depressed. I went from always carrying a bit of weight 110 to within two years or three years, 160 kilos, and didn't even know it, mate. Just drank piss. Ate food, never exercised. Because the agent game is hard mate, for that. You're in the car, you're driving, you go to the hot box, the Bay Marie, at Chinchilla, mate. The best crumb sausage, best lasagna toppers I've ever eaten. When, and yeah. Yeah, just not with clients,
0: th- like you do, do whatever, a deal, whatever you drink, drink piss. piss. Um, it, it was
1: that was the thing. And people say, Dob, how did you get so big? Well, one year you put on, if you got them at ten kilos, the next year you put on. Another ten kilos. Next year, you put on not you thirty kilos down, mate. Yeah, you, you know, like you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Three yeah. years, thirty kilos. It can happen, mate. And, mm. You know, like it just happens. So we were broke. We were so broke. We had middle of drought. We're trying to buy. I bought a farm. We're trying to. We're trying to. I was in a family business with Patrice's family. And I said, well, I've got this idea that we go and buy some meat off Kilcoy, and we truck it to Sydney, and I am going to try and sell it. <laughs> So I bought a pallet of cube rolls for nineteen dollars a kilo, and <laughs> sold them for thirty-two dollars a kilo, and literally flogged plastic bags from Franklin Shopping Centre at North Sydney. Got an FPOS machine. We called it the Lower Premium Meats. My name's Dobbin. Patrice's name was Lower Loader, so Deloa. That's how we got it. And I sold and made six grand in one day selling meat just. Black market, mate, no butcher shop, <laughs> straight out of the back of a truck. Mate, I went to Channel 9. Mate, everybody, you want a cube roll? Yep. And we did a DVD, how to cook it, cut it and cook it, mate, and we did everybody. So then we start mate, and I was like, mate, 2008, 2009, six grand in a day profit. It's still a lot of money, but back then it was like holy hell, like we were working, I think I was on 60,000 a year car and a phone back then working with GDL as a shareholder, but middle of a rip and drought, never gone on a holiday, hadn't had, mate, we were making that, and I'm like, ah, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to start selling meat. I told Philip and Adele Hughes from Rangeland, they were clients at Delacca Downs, they owned Bankery at Claremont, they were clients of mine, they're like, oh, well, we've got these visions of doing it, and so that's how Rangeland started off the back of that. I think it could have been the beginning of the end of my relationship because my wife never wanted to go into business with anybody else and that was a huge factor. So we start Rangeland, all's going well. I hope I'm not boring you because we'll get to the good Shit part. Shit, no. Um, we get flooded in 2011. Now, everybody knows the big floods oh, no, in yep, 2011. Yep, yep. Fordham, a significant part of my life, goes, Channel 9 are doing the flood appeal. We, You can go anywhere you want. And he goes, well, I'm going to Condomine because my best mate's at Condomine and my two godkids, he's a godfather of William and Ava. So we'd been on the piss all day. (laughs) We are outside the Condomine Hotel and the National Flood Appeal, Carl Stefanovic, the host, Layla McKinnon, they're at the Piazza in Brisbane. They come live to Ben Fordham and Ben Fordham goes, well, you wouldn't believe it. This is the home of my best mate, Ben Dobbin, and here he is. And I'm standing next to him, I didn't even know. So I grabbed the microphone full of cans and looked down the barrel of the camera and start, mate, you know, uh, Melbourne, you know, you need to chip in. And, and mate, they went berserker. Like it was just a, a iconic moment. So Gary Burns was the executive producer of that flutterbill. bill. He says to Ben Fordham, you better bring that bloke back with you. I want to have a chat with him. So I fly to Sydney. This you probably a,
0: thought it was a G-up. I thought, mate,
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm 150, 60 kilos and full of cans and I've just spoken on a national blood appeal, mate. The ego's running wild. Now some bloke wants to talk to me. They made me the Queensland footy show host. The footy show needed somebody. At, right. Off the back of that, they gave me that gig for the footy show and I was in. I was still doing rangeland, still doing And it was a small window. I said, right, okay. So I knocked on Triple M's door at the end of that year and said, oh, well. Why can't you give me a go? So they said, "Yeah, righto, we give you a go." I knocked on it, went and saw Richard Barker. I get Dead Set Legends in 2012 with Ben Iken. It's three hours. They give me 250 a week, but I'm still doing Rangeland, so that's my main priority. But mate, I started becoming this affable meat salesman who knew a little bit about sport. And why not? Why couldn't I belong here? And it just ballooned. Abundance. It ballooned. It ballooned. That Dead Set how I got in. It's Dead Set how I got in and. I mean, we won the league rights. Same story as running the show as an auctioneer. Same thing as running uh, as an agent. As, you know, Everything I've done, I've just sink or swim. Yeah. We won the league rights in 13. Rex Morris says to me, you ever caught a rug- game of rugby league? I'm like, yeah, all my life. I hadn't caught a single game of rugby league ever. But I called the Titans versus the Broncos on April 13, 2013, and that was the first ever game of rugby league I ever caught. I had Wendell Saylor Gordon Tallis as my... And I was fucking shithouse, like, so <laughs> bad. Like, I thought I was a rock star, but I was so bad. And it was like – and I'm just like, you know what? Why not back myself? I back myself and, and you know, and, and I was away, mate. mate I was away.
0: I, yeah, it's seriously impressive because, I mean, it's a whirlwind going from a
2: fucking <laughs> – <a> GDL you, <laughs> stock and
0: station agent yeah. to What was the transition from doing that into, like, that footy show gig?
1: Like, was it it's a couple funny, of days, it, weeks? Yeah. yeah. But literally three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. But the problem is... They were the good days of the footy show too. They, they were the good days. Proper. Mate. Fatty. Big man, yeah. Chief. You know, Chief Sterlo, Bo Ryan. You know, DJ Yeller. You know, yeah, like when was, that's yeah, when he was on. He, when when he was on then. He yeah. was
2: doggies, actually great, Yeah, doggies. You know, <laughs> like he was. He's actually a ripper. Who was bloke. Matty Johns' mate who used to come on and be the flight? James. Team? Uh, yeah, James. No, no uh, 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 Steve. Uh, St- um, oh fuck,
1: Jason Stevens. Yeah, well, he was there. But James Rochford, who's now the professor, who on oh, money show, he God. was Bo Ryan's comedian. He's the guy that, that wrote it. all the Bo Ryan, DJ Yeller. And so Bo Ryan wasn't, he was funny, but it was James Rochford who's since gone on, and the professor who's had so much success. So he was the one that got Bo, and he was, man. he was just an EP, an executive producer. It's a funny story. Shane Gaunt was my EP for the first ever time. He came to Condamine from the first ever footy show, Cross. They came to Condomine, did the thing on my farm. I was on 100% footy on Monday night with Phil Gould and Gal. And talking footy and um, and and you wouldn't believe it. Gorney comes in and says he's the EP of Wide Water Sports. He said, "I thought I better come down and say good day." And so we were like, "He goes, mate, you're a long way from (laughs) Condomine." I'm like, "Fucking, who would have thought, mate? You know, like I, 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 who would have thought?" But it's funny, I got no one at Condomine thought I could do it, and Mm. and and I'm sure you guys have had these moments in your life. I used to think to myself out there. Is this it for me? Like you know, I, I'm. Some people are happy. They're born in kind Condamine. Of My ex-wife, she, she's back there now. She's happy. There's nothing wrong with it, but they don't want for more. They they're, they're happy with that. Yeah, but do you reckon that is though? Well, or do you reckon they just
0: don't say it?
1: Well, I don't know, but I I don't know. I, I for me, I look at her father. Great man. Kids love him. He was born in kind Condamine of on Canimbla. Parents left it to him. He's never left it. Mm. He loves it. He hasn't grown. He just does the same thing day in day out, and he's happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's, n- but for me, what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. Agreed. And that's and that's Agreed. where I'm at. Like I was. I still remember standing in Miles one day, going, "Is this, is this it for me? Is this my life? Am I going to do the next forty years in Miles as a stock and station agent in Condamine, raise my kids?" And I, I just had, I just wanted, I, I don't know why, but it was just never up. So when I got that gap, mate, it was like, let's go. <laughs> well, how how lost about opportunities you get? You only get, you only get these gaps. So, and I, Patrice, it, it dead set broke us. Like, I mean, in the end, I did the wrong thing. You know, I had an emotional affair with a, a, a girl. We'd had some real difficult, like never cheated, but w- we were just so disengaged. She wanted to be back at Condamine. I'm down here in a life, and insecurity at that time can cause all sorts of stuff, you know. And it just wasn't right. Well, you're so, still carrying the weight, then. yeah, carrying the weight, overweight. So called it fifteen, sixteen. Hardest thing. I, I blame myself a lot. My kids are at boarding school now, and I blame myself a lot because I maybe I think did I fight, didn't I fight hard enough for it when it broke down. But we just won't write. We look at it. I look at it now and go, How the hell will we ever marry? But we created two kids together and clearly we were in love for a long period of time and we had a good time. But I do think to myself, Jesus, you know, that you know, you yeah, know, the, the, I was so insecure about my father and what I didn't have. The first girl I met, she had the family, she had the you know, everything that I was looking for. And I wonder whether or not rather than me just being comfortable Feeling that way And learning about myself Attached it, Which is the wrong thing and, and you know In some ways You know It changed both our lives Because I mean You know But I mean I'm not going to blame somebody for that But I, I do think You know Maybe I You know
2: Yeah I It's also like, hard When you've got If you've got a little fire burning inside Where you think like Fuck you know Because I know What you're talking about yeah. That feeling of like Well you know Is, is this it? it Or like yeah. Is there more out there Like surely I was yeah. put on this earth For more or You know what I mean yeah. You get that fire burning in you, And you're starting to like and, and if your partner's not that way... You're, you're yeah, you're going to be like, go, yeah, grow, yeah, and that's go apart. We are
1: so apart. Like, we were so apart. Like, e- even raising our kids, like, you know, like, I'm, I want to give them everything. I want to travel the world. I, I, I'd never been overseas till two years ago. <laughs> really? Like, never. Yeah, right. And I, I always dreamed of going, so she's got no desire. No desire. She had no desire to travel. And I don't want to make it about her because she's a phenomenal mother. And well, we don't get on, but she's a phenomenal, phenomenal mother. And in the end, you... You just got to look at how your kids turn out to say that she's done a, 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 a unbelievable job. Career going well, personal life crap. Yep. That's 15. 16. <laughs> I met a girl called Kylie Gibb, who I just went and you wouldn't believe it. She falls pregnant. Um, she's 42. She falls pregnant. <laughs> you just you can't script this. I'm just out of a divorce, I'm a year and a half out of a divorce. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've got a four-year-old daughter who, I, you know, I've got a four-year-old daughter now, Ella Daisy, who I just went and saw, who is my world? Like I, but Kylie and I aren't together. Um, that's probably the most embarrassed I've ever been, you know, like that I've got three kids to two women and I'm not with them, like three children. But Kylie and I, she's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being and the best mother I know. And as hard as it was for her and I, how it went down, she has put Ella and my relationship as a priority. Like, we just went – at before I came here, I've just been at Keats Street Holland Swim School, watching her Ella swim, and I sat next to Grub. I call her Grub. Um, everybody calls a Grubber. Um, and we talked, and like she's talking about a school reunion at Lourdes Hill. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal human – and it's weird because she's become one of my best friends. We've got a kid together, but we're not one bit like – like. and I feel like it's bad. We're attached to each other. I don't know. I, I mean, people can say it's a train wreck. I mean, I I, I get embarrassed about talking about it. I normally would never talk about it. I found myself for a long time only saying I had two kids because I didn't want to have to explain, mm. oh, no, I've, I've actually got three. But then I went and saw somebody and they're like, mate, please. <laughs> like just yeah. – up. I'll probably yeah. have more kids, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but yeah, so I've got three children, Ella Daisy's uh, four in October, William's seventeen, Ava's fourteen. Um and
0: And how do you ma- like how do you manage all that Because 'Cause you've got a shitload going on. Yeah. You've got a fucking lot going on.
1: Well, um William and Ava are at boarding school at Ippy Grammar and Ippy Girls, so I see them a fair bit and I just try and make sure that I in my time I, I give Ella, like I was at Ella swimming today. I'll go and see her tomorrow. I, you don't know, spend like these dads are going to spend every single moment with kids. Like growing up, I'm sure you guys. You, you, your dads are going to work. They're, they're working. <laughs> you, you, you know they're there. You see them. Sometimes you don't see them, but if, you, you can still feel love. Like you know, yeah. like I, you know, I text. I text my. Will Dobbin and Ava, like, I, I mean, I text him every day. He, like, he, look at this. I put a photo of myself and Phil Gould up and he <laughs> said, "I'm brother." he said, brothers. I said, well, he's your uncle. And he said, true. <laughs> and, you know, like, he was into me. So our relationship is, like, mates. And, and, and it's the same with Ava. Ava's 14. She's a bit hard to handle. But I just said, I love you. I, this is on Friday. I love you. I hope you have a great holiday and hope you like the presents. I'm so proud of your dad. And she said, I'm just a communicator. So I actually try to make... I'm not with them every day, but they know I love them yeah. and they know that I'm there. And yeah. I don't think they need, like... And is that from your father being Yeah, a never been there. Being and like that's... And Am, my wife, she actually... I'm married. So the whole... The, 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 the whole thing I'm actually married. We haven't got any kids. We'd love some kids, but we're, I'm married. But the Am goes, she can't get over how what I do. But I go... I, it's defy me about my dad not being present. I'm at every netball game. I text, I Facetime every day. I, I probably overcompensate. Yeah, I probably overcompensate it. Yeah,
2: I mean, I hope this is not boring you. That's I'm not a bad thing yeah, to yeah, overcompensate. It's yeah. definitely honest. not boring us. Yeah. Like, I I'm interested. Oh, look, I really want to know about um, when when your marriage was falling apart yeah. with Patrice, or when you guys were growing apart and your careers taking off in the yeah. media. Like, how do you, you know, when you got that on one hand, you're dealing with that at home, but then you just got to switch into the other mode, you know what I mean, and be a public figure. Like, how do you... You know what I mean? It's a performance.
1: Okay, so this is the one... This is the defining moment for me, is that Channel 9 had given me the opportunity to call the women's test match on TV. Matt Callender, the late, great Matt Callender. And I was supposed to be at Pony Club with my kids that day. And I was still with Patrice. And Patrice told me in the car that I was a failure as a father because I wasn't doing the Pony Club. Now, you've got to understand, though, her father, he was on the farm that he owned, and he never missed a single thing. So it's what you know. Mm. It's all you know. So she grew up, her dad was at every single thing, every single time. So that is her normal to her. For me, well, my story, my old man was never there. It didn't matter. So I'm thinking my career, the more I successful I get, the more money I can get, the more I can provide for my family. Because I'm about providing, creating something. We didn't have a lot. She's like, and and that's the juggle, and that's when I knew we were. But then you're having to go through it all, and you have to switch on. Like your red light goes on, you have to perform like a seal. Like you know, no one gives a crap whether or not you're fair. Like you
0: know, what? Yeah, like lo- yeah, home life. No one cares. You guys perfect?
1: get the same. When yeah. you have to go and do a thing, hey, hundred percent. We've all got shit going on mm. every day. All of us. Mm. It's not all. And yet, no one cares. They actually don't care. It's only us that care. Like, and Mm. so I mean, as we speak, my wife just rung me because my father-in-law is COVID and he's in hospital. And I just turn the phone over, and no one gives it. I'm worried about him. I'm. I love Vern, but you know, like no one else gives. We've all got shit going on. It's just having to separate it, and that's the hardest. That's. I mean, how many people have we seen that never get over stuff and they wear it like a open wound? I, I went and did a lot of counselling, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I people can call me weak and say it's but I, I, I actually big on mental health.
0: Those those times are fuck, those times are changing. Mate, They've changed. Yeah. I I've solid, I I genuinely believe that if you, you it's probably a, a weakness if you're not going and doing it if you need it, you know. I, 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 I have become it,
1: it, so more evolved from it. Mm. I, I've got to be honest with you. Like and I and I I'm a hard ass. And my tone's wrong, and I bounce. <laughs> but people take me the wrong way, and I'm in, in a lot of ways, you know, people misunderstand me. But I'm naturally an insecure person, and I'm always trying to fight with that inside. I always. think everyone is. Yeah. I think everyone yeah. actually is, whether they're prepared, prepared to, to own it or it. not. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've gone and done so much work on being comfortable with who you are. With who I am, yeah Going
2: counselling and stuff now is like uh, You know, people who, fuck, still go into the bank Instead of using the app on their phone (laughs) Into their banking It's like, mate, what, like, times change. You've just got to do it, mate It's safe, it's it's good, it's fucking Hold on, you're saying counselling is like Not doing counselling is like (laughs) going not doing (laughs) counselling It's like, (laughs)
0: now it's just
2: like, you just do it It's (laughs) fucking
1: good For me, if I hadn't done it I don't think I'd be where I am today Like, I... I had to go and
2: What in the fucking trademark fucking radio. No, no, but like I'm pleased I can talk about this. I actually (laughs)
1: want to be able to talk about it because there's people that just you know, like it's man, it's that easy to get your shit together. Like, I mean, I had no money. I I got screwed in my divorce and and I ended up marrying my divorce lawyer. Like this is the the, the ironic thing of how happy, blissfully happy I am. I have
2: married my divorce lawyer. And fucking take you for everything if you guys brought stuff. The first bite, <laughs> had. There'd definitely be a prenup in yeah, that one. There's <laughs> no prenup. She goes,
1: you, you know why? She goes, mate, you've got nothing for me to take. and when I so I I, had, I got divorced. It got ugly. First lawyer, I lost my marbles. I lost it. I drove from the Gold Coast down to Brisbane and tried to get him out of his office to fight him. That's how much I lost it oh, because yeah. we we're a hundred grand in. And we hadn't got a result. And, mate, two lawyers in a town of millionaires, one lawyer in a town on his own, goes broke. So they just wrote letters to each other. And, mate, the pawns were Patrice and I. They fucked. Mate, horrific. Horrific. I'm at Triple M. The phone rings. Trent Quinn, sports bet. Hey, Quinny. He said, what's wrong? He just picked up on me. He said, what's wrong? I said, mate, I am in a bad place. He said, mate, look, I know you don't like dealing with your business in Ipswich, but there's a lawyer out there. She's just moved back. She was the top lawyer in, family lawyer in Brisbane. Her marriage broke down. She's moved back there. She started practice. I said, her, what's her name? Amity Anderson. She said, she's my sister-in-law. I'm going to text her. You text her. That was the beginning. Amity's my wife. So I go and see her. Mate, this girl walks in, and I'm like, holy hell. <laughs> holy hell. Obviously nothing happened. She, but I said what's your story She was very honest Very kind Anyway Kylie and I didn't work out Everything just It just didn't work out COVID mate We um, <laughs> COVID mate I oh, say so. And uh, look where we are today We're, I, married, I married my divorce lawyer And she thinks it's ironic I mean she would never I mean Has she been married before? Yeah she's been married before She's the greatest person I've ever met She knows me better than Anybody I love my mum but Am, am knows me better than anybody. She, I mean, as blokes, we don't need gifts. You know, you talk about love language, we don't need gifts.
2: Hang on, oh, like, hang on a second. I, a you, hang man. on. I'm a
1: gift man. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, but well, a, I like a, giving them. I like giving them, but I don't need to receive them. No, I like, I like getting them. I don't like giving them. Oh. Mate, oh, anything mate, Seinfeld you are or, complex. Or, or You or are
0: complex. Seinfeld foldy towels or, or South <laughs> related? That's all I want. I've never met a bloke
1: mate, that wants it. gifts. I've, I've never ever met it. a bloke ever, and I'm big on love languages and all this. I share him. Oh him god, that's a gift. him, mate. I just want to be. It's words of affirmation for me. Tell me you're proud of me. And that you're, you're proud of what I do. Words, mate, and, and I'll go to war for you. Like, Am's like, so, mate, she gets it. She just tells me, mate, I'm proud of you. I yeah. mean, you don't need, it. like, I don't need, what do I need? I got everything. Like, I, I don't need, I mean, I'd like a Vespa. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, what I, want. Shit. I do. I want a Vespa to drive around into <laughs> So I don't have to get my car out, but that's the only thing I want. And I'm looking on marketplace at the yeah, moment. Better say get on marketplace. Of, <laughs> of marketplace, mate. There's many of like like we have had this brainwave mate, I'm gonna get a Vespa. Know, you know, like yeah. concrete is in the city. Fucking got
0: heaps of them. Yeah. They all ride. I don't have to pay mate, for and I'm a parking. Sick getting,
1: I've got this Indian shop around at Brassel I go to, and I don't like driving there because the parking shit. I'm so, last night. I'm there. I said, CM, I had a Vespa. I could just whip in here like Uber Eats, grab it, and go. Well,
2: you'll end up moonlighting as a <laughs> delivery driver <laughs> yeah, too. 100%. you like, go?
1: yeah. And we give you some content from a radio show. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. <laughs> but, but anyway um, she's a good girl she was my divorce lawyer she could go we'd love to have a child We, she's never been a mum before insecurity about being 46 and having kids fuck yeah but you know I said to my mum the other day mum goes you know what when you're old and you have kids they're going to be around with you longer as you get older and I'm like eh, that's not a bad way you know she said, when you're 70 you're still going to have kids around you instead of them you know leaving the nest and I don't mind that Am's 39 she lost a mum this year which is pretty tragic so I mean We've had some tough challenges. I mean, I mean, all the stories that we got kicked off Hamilton Island on our honeymoon, there's a, <laughs> a bit more – there's a bit of GST on that. But I mean, you know. <laughs> oh um, so, but, yeah, no, she's a good girl.
2: So you've been married – Yeah, ma- twice. Twice married, but obviously yep. – Yeah, have Ella Daisy to grub, to, to, to,
1: to, Grubb, to yep. Kylie Gibb. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And she's a good chick. I, I, I do want to say – and they'll get stirred up – but all the mothers of my children are good mums. mm and so, for whatever reason, I might be the difficult one. Like So, Patrice might be who she is because of a product of how I've been towards her. So, there's no judgement there. Yeah. But she's a bloody good mum. But Kylie is de- genuinely one of my best mates. And we've had some humdingers, but we've just made a commitment that our priority is Ella. And everything else is insignificant. Yeah. yeah, I'd love it to meet a good bloke. You know, like I, I, I say to her, mate, I'd love it to meet a, a real good bloke. She's a bit jaded, obviously, but... Yeah, what's going on, but I always think it'd be awesome. But it's
2: great that you talk about it because, like, the dynamics of relationships now in 2022 are not what no, they were no. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and even further than that. Yeah. Like, it's just dynamics are way, way, way different. And this is an example of like a modern, you know,
1: yeah, we well, get on so well. Like, I go there for dinner, like, mate. I talk to her every day. I face she, I FaceTime Ella every morning and night. And so, Kylie, it's Kylie's phone, Ella's four. So... She has to be open to that. And it just works. We just, it just works. That's awesome. I want to circle
0: back to um, you and, you know, you were saying off air before, like you you got to like 160 kilo, right? And like you were saying, it was just, you know, the work being a stock and station agent, you just pile it on. Your your routine is very different. Some days you're driving a long way to a client or a sale or whatever. When was the realisation that you were like, right, fuck, I've got to start losing a bit of weight here? Was it that?
1: Brisbane. Okay. Okay, because in the bush, you're very similar. Like, smoking out there, so, like I love the cigarette. I've got to be honest, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I love them. And everybody smokes out there. Everybody drinks rum and coke. Everybody. No, there's no judgment out there about what you look like. But I came to Brisbane, and, and it's just a fact. Everybody's healthy and fit. And, and I think maybe there's more opportunities. There's no gyms out there. Like, my good mates out there at the moment, they go. But I came to Brisbane, and like I was with Icon and I was working on that, and I got so insecure about not being able to buy clothes. I know that sounds ridiculous, but having to go to a big man's outfitting store to buy a shirt, it's, it's like, really? I just want to be able to go to David Jones or, mm. and mate, have you got a ch- ch- coat? Yeah, it fits you. Bang. You know, that, that, mm. I know that's so, like the health thing, I didn't actually give a crap about it. it was all how I looked. It was all about my image and how I felt yeah, about myself. I just wanted to wear nice clothes. I just want to be able to feel good about myself. I don't know Like I just You know And it was a hard road back I started training Um, Because at 100 Fuck it would hurt Like it would just hurt
0: To start getting back into it You don't realise Oh fuck
1: You don't realise I didn't realise how heavy I was I never thought I was that heavy It's amazing
2: how your body Adapts to The weight your joints, your whole thing yeah. You say you didn't sort of realise When you're just Yeah, yeah.
0: But The if, whole body adapts If you went If you were like righto Strap fucking 60 kilos With now, the dumbbells onto your shoulders now, And fucking walk around, around for us They used
2: to do that on the biggest loser Remember that? Did you yeah. ever see that When they yeah, put the, put the weight they've lost And they'd make them carry on, the, the weight yeah, right. Back oh, up awesome. the hill Like going to a mountain Like a it's, hike with it on there It's hard to comprehend Because my godfather He's lost a fucking
0: heap of weight too and It was something like Yeah he's lost 40 kilos I was like Imagine carrying around two twenty kilo lick blocks all day. You'd be fucking rooted. I still
1: can't look at myself in the mirror. I know that sounds weird, like I, because I've got a lot of skin still. I got a man boobs that, and you yeah, know, it doesn't matter how much weight's, and I still go, I get a bit insecure about that. But I mean, Jesus, I'm a forty six. Like fuck, I'm, I'm just trying to do my best. I just now, and like, I got a hot wife. <laughs> She wants to sleep with me. I mean, so she must find me attractive, I, I think, you know. But, I mean, you know, she's just taking one for the team, doing her wifely things, what she thinks. But, um, but, I mean, Take in the one end. For the team. Can, what team? Yeah, <laughs> like this team Dolan. Team Dolan.
2: <laughs> but um, I'm just like, you know, like, yeah. I think that, buddy, well, it's a poignant conversation because it's like men's health uh, week or month at the moment. Yeah. Then, you know it, what it's I mean?
1: such a big thing. And I got, look, I'm not going to lie, in the end, I ended up getting um, bypass surgery. When I got to 120, I just couldn't shake it. I wanted to get to 100. Um, best thing I ever did, went and saw a guy called Ian Martin. Tim Horan, actually, he's great mate. Used to be his neighbour. Ian Martin's a gastrologist or whatever they call him, like yeah. a surgeon. He's like, mate, you do this, you'll eat smaller meals. But, you know, you, it'll just help. And, mate... Huge I was, difference. I was, I mean, is it classified as plastic surgery or, you know, like yeah. cosmetics? Yep, yeah. It's a bit like... Um, Playing golf, I've got graphite irons, and women use and the, but mate, I hit the ball better than I've ever hit them in graphite. Does, does it make my golf more enjoyable? Which yep. teaser you playing? Yeah, yeah, yep, I'm playing. <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing up the yellows, mate. It's all right. I'm still playing up the yellows, but but it's like.
0: It's out, mate. Who gives, it, who it's gives making a shit? A few, well,
2: you know? Who actually cares? And it's very important because there's no like, there's no like one size fits all, right? For, the, yep. for everything, you know what I mean? And what it's like, yeah, the whole thing is like whatever works. But I would if tell something works for you. So I had a blocked
1: artery this year. So I, I, like I read about yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah,
2: eighty-eight percent, eighty-eight
1: percent blockage of a major artery. The lucky number. So I'm walking with a group, blokes. Walking with a group of blokes called the Warrus Club out of Ipswich. Which we walk three mornings a week. Mate, for six weeks... What did you up, call
2: it? The walrus? They're
1: called the walruses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we... um uh, we uh, uh, Isn't it funny? I got my third booster shot in December. Then I started to get a few chest pains oh, when I was no. running. And I'm like, oh, no. oh it's, the, it's the vaccine. And, and my anti vaccinates are saying, see, you know, you might have my... And I'm like... I, so I'm starting to believe, oh, shit. I've my carditis, yeah. I've had the third shot. And it's like, no... It's you abused your body for thirty years and you have a blocked artery. Every time you run, it just puts pressure on your chest. Mate, one day, February the second, I'm all my, I'm literally think there's a truck on my chest. I come home, I say to Am, Am, I'm not feeling great. Am says, Buck up, stop dogging it, go to work. I'm <laughs> like, I think I need to go to a GP. I'll go to the GP. They put me into hospital. Guess what? I've got an... I'm showing you the photo. 88% blockage of major artery. I had a stent put in, mate. Fuck. Life so, changer. So you... That's on February the 6th this year. February
2: okay. 6th. Oh, I was looking at... Uh, I'm Googling that. Right, yeah. Oh, what date what, what did Warnie die? Because that yeah. was the 4th of Ma- March. Mate, it,
1: it, that is what's shaken me up more because exactly what Warnie had. Um, there was a bloke... Um, one of the George boys passed away here last year, same sort of thing. You do not know you've got it. If I hadn't have gone and had an um, angiogram, I would not have known that I even
2: had this issue. What do they do? What's an angiogram? What That's do they when do? they put
1: dye through your body. Oh, so yeah. they, they put a stent in there, they put there, they come up. Yeah. They used to put it through your groin, yeah. and then you've got – I'm trying to show you the artery. I've got the photo of it. But, um, mate, you're awake for the whole time. And now, now I've got all my mates going and doing it. All my mates are now going and getting all this done, mate. It, um, yeah. And what
2: are they? What sort of results are they saying? Like, are there oh, oh, there's
1: a couple of had stents put in. Yeah. Oh, I've really? Got, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm big on it, mate. I'm mate. like, you know what? <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know if I
0: told you about this the other day when um, you're getting kickbacks for stent sales. <laughs> well, I think I should be kick <laughs> The um, uh, when I caught up with um, uh, the boy Noonan and that in in Gun uh, in Toowoomba the other day, they were talking about how they're sort of. Now, mates... No, 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 Tom Cranny. Yeah. Cranny's from Gundy. And anyway, he was talking about how the, the group of mates are a little bit older than him that he sort of hangs out with. They're all now talking about all this health shit, like they can't eat white bread anymore. They're fucking... They can't, like, mudge around. All this shit that they They're just are not supposed to, to, yeah. You know what I mean? They're like... At, he's like, it feels so weird because I'm at that... Yeah, hanging out with these people age-wise now that are talking about... What they can and can't fucking eat, which you just would well, never, you guys you know, a, never think about. You I'll
1: give you guys a go. That's the major artery just there, and that's oh, yeah. the blockage where that white is. You can see it literally looks like someone's pinching it. Yeah, and then that's it with the stent put in there. Ne- there, So it's the full... So it's, it's a bit so, of plastic, is it? Yeah, It's a plastic thing that goes into it and just opens it up. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, so that's... Modern fucking medicine. Yeah, eh? and that was done, um, and I was awake the whole time they did it. Um, can, uh, I mean, seriously... Yeah. That's wild. It, wild. Yeah, yeah. Because I could imagine now I've got so much to get – like I've got so much more to – I don't even really think I've started. You know, like I know that sounds like – I'm like, no. fuck, imagine if I – like I just got married, you know, like I've got a four-year-old, I've got a seven-year-old. I've got a legacy I want to be able to
2: – So what did I say? You've had a stent put in now and you're in your in your main artery. Like was that just – has that got a lifespan on it, that thing? No, no. It's, it's, it's good life, to go. Yeah, it's good it to go. But,
1: but, but if you've got one <laughs> artery – if you've got one artery blocked – Um. You may get yeah, another. You, you, you get, there's there's going to be stuff. So you've got to watch things. <laughs> mm. But you remember with your parents how they have their little pill box and they've mm. got, like, I've got a pill box now. I've got five pills a morning. The, da- the days every on Every day Tuesday. Yeah, I've got a 14-day pill box. 14? Yeah. Fourteen. 14 days. Double so, decker. So I've got two and I've got five pills in it. Then I've got my multivitamins and everything. So I literally have now seven pills a day. And it's becoming habit. Now, you have to eat with them. You have to take an aspirin every day, a blood thinner, blood, yeah. All self-induced This yep. is being caused By You know People can say Oh geez, you're lucky Yeah I'm lucky But I'm unlucky Because I could have prevented this Some people just get it You know Some people just drop it They don't even know They're healthy as healthy they just, They're just Yeah It just happens
2: Would you change your tw- Would you change your 20s though Like your like, 20 to 30 Would you change those years Knowing uh, no, what you no, know now Like and change your habits Do you know what I mean
1: Yeah it's funny Because you, you don't want to have regrets No uh, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing if I didn't have – like being a stock and station agent taught me about relationships and how to build relationships. People are on their knees, they've got no money, and you want to sell their cattle for them. And when you do that, they can do that themselves and they're going to do that and pay you a commission. So you have to sell. So it's about relationships and trust. This is the game I'm in now. I could talk, but it's about trust. It's about building relationships with people and them trusting you for information. you not breaking that and you build – it's just no different – so that, that was a good grounding. But my health and my relationships and everything like that, I, I think I wish I'd seen a counsellor more. I wish coming out, me going to the Territory, in some ways was running away from the problems I never faced about my father. I wish I'd just... The only thing I wish is I'd done the work on myself as a 22-year-old. I don't know if I was open to it, but I wish I'd gone and seen someone about it and just to try and clear some, clear some of that energy about why me... Bit of clarity. My father... He, he may have still loved me. I don't even know. But, you know what, for whatever reason, he just had – he just – that was him. It's nothing on me. It's not me mm. that caused it. It's just his shit, you know, that he hasn't dealt with. You know? it, how did you find that counselling experience? Oh, I love it, mate. I still go. I still go now, Yeah, yeah. Um, Literally – and I'm probably getting in all sorts of trouble for sharing this shit. <laughs> um, hopefully it's not number one rating, this um, <laughs> podcast, that gets picked up. But um, – uh, I, I'll read you what I wrote to my wife on And um, a text message on Monday I was in Sydney um, uh, This is a dead set What time is this? Monday 9.58am I'm sorry for being insecure at times for no reason uh, Can you just forget everything I was talking about yesterday It just comes in waves I'm trying to work on it So I mean I still mm. literally at days Have a
2: time when I'm not the best form You're a myself. good communicator though
1: yeah, but mate, I'm also a very. I'm also. I try to communicate, and it's because Am Am's a divorce lawyer, so they have to communicate every day. So when they get home, I wanting to talk about feeling like she's the bloke in the relationship. I'm the I'm the girl. Like I I'm the one that cries in movies. She loves Rambo, like you know, and she, she doesn't really need to get all mushy and talk. Whereas I want to unpack every emotion, and this is from counselling. I yeah. want to talk about well, why would you not post anything about me on Instagram? She's like, because I live with you and I don't need to share my life with everybody. I'm like, yeah, but it's a bit of validation. It's a bit of validation for me. And she's like, mate, I tell you every day I love you. I'm here every day. But, you know, the insecure and, you know, when you break it down. Mate, who gives a shit about social media? But, mm. you know, that, that's where I go. Like, I'm looking for a bit of validation and that's more on me.
2: Is she mate. still charging you in six-minute increments?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four eighty five an hour. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ.
1: Oh, mate. I say, how do you sleep at night? She says, very easily. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet you do. No, um, look, I mean, she's probably got me to not be so emotional and not sweat the small stuff. Like, if anything, that's what she's done for me is like, mate, you actually can trust – you can actually – you're allowed to be happy and supportive about work. Like, never had it before. Abundance. Hey, mate, you get one opportunity. You take that. I support you. If we – it doesn't matter if you have to travel. I'm here. You know, that security that – and that's what you worry about, that there's not going to be that – like, because your dad left Yeah, That person's not going to be here, but she's she's been awesome. Like
0: that. I think a big, like, sort of key takeaway that I've got so far from from hearing your story, uh, Dobbo, is basically – you know there's no real there's, there's there's opportunities if you go and look for them right 100% so you know there would be there's probably a lot of people out there that look at your journey and are like fuck he got it lucky but not one you, bit but I, you fucking got you put yourself there you know what i mean like you wanted is, it and at that live today cross thing you could have said oh no i'm not interested it, it, it
1: doesn't even matter about that I, I was thinking literally thinking about this this morning cuz there's a bloke who, who sort of thinks that oh because mate and i'm going to lie mate i phenomenal have a phenomenal life now. From a salary perspective, everything. Like, I'm really doing well. But I was on 250 a week doing Dead Set Legends. We won the rights to the rugby league at Triple M. I started turning up to training on my own. I never got paid a cent for four years. I used to go and break stories, build relationships to get a better understanding. Mm. Then break – everything you do, you have to do extra. Uh, Nothing I've got – I've got, got to do overs, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. You have to do overs. Yes, did I get an opportunity? Was it luck that Ben Fordham was there, that I knew it? But that relationship was when we were kids. We were always going to have that relationship. Mm. But was it luck that it flooded? Planets aligned. But then you take what you want to do, you work hard. Now, I could have mm. just sat back and said, no. And, but I, you know. Well, you got on a triple M, you were saying. Oh, yeah, you reached out to them. I, I rang them. I went yeah. and saw them. I went and saw Richard Barker and said, you're missing a, <laughs> you're missing an important component on your radio station. That happens to be me. <laughs> mate, I'm shit on <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mate. Mate, I'm the footy show. I'm 160 kilos. I've never been on radio, but you need me. Mate, they said, we'll give you a go. How
0: did how did the Condamine community, you were saying before no one thought you could do
1: it. Well, I just think that, <laughs> Very much, you're either a farmer or you're an agent. And an agent is on the food chain below a grazier. Mm. And I was only ever an agent. So shock horror that I wanted to be something more because we looked at these people in the media and thinking, oh, and I never been to uni. didn't, didn't know anything. And everybody saw me as an overweight loudmouth that drank rum and cola cans and played football and was just a local in the district. Like, being honest, like, yeah, yeah. never achieved. They didn't know my background. They didn't know anything. So... When somebody goes and does something, it's such a tall pop. The bush what is up. The, the bush is right. mate. The, bu- yeah. the bush is such a big place for knocking people. Like oh mate, mate they, 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 <laughs> that no one, mate, anybody does anything that's not on what my dad did or my grandfather did or anything like that, mate. They're, they're, they're dinosaurs, like you know. And so for me to say, hey, I'm going chasing this, but guess what? I proved them wrong.
2: It's a complicated setup, that isn't it? Like because I've the come ru- to like the the rural. rural. Oh yeah, my god, like, from Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Like city, I'm a city kid from yeah. Sydney long reach central west queensland muddled sort of a queenslander type scenario <laughs> not sure but anyway that's not really but yeah and that's what i've seen as well like in sydney i you don't know, you don't know, know. your neighbours really I, like you kind of do i genuinely think that the the
0: comparison of people is fucking at 10 times worse in rural australia Than it is in cities,
1: hundred percent fucking horrific.
0: But it seems
2: everyone knows each other, and everyone's talking about each other, and everyone. The thing is, has been the biggest. Everybody does that.
1: There's judgment. uh, There is so much judgment in the bush. It's it's not narrow mindedness. It's just they don't know, (laughs) and and I'm not being and I and I'm not being rude to that. My mum. At 55, went and became a kinesiologist and did a psychology degree. She's a kinesiologist in Sydney. What's kinesiology? Yeah, so there. energy, <laughs> she taps for energy and your body is a being. So oh, yeah. she, 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 and mate, she's got the most famous people in the world go and see her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yet, you talk, you try and talk to my kids, my older kids who are just dead set butchies. Like, they are dead set, like, like, you know, I did that story on the heart issue, like, right? And I did it on Channel 9. To raise awareness, middle-aged blokes. My son, Parrot, from his family, I don't think you should be sharing that kind of information. Like, there's some family stuff you just don't share. Well, where's that coming from, Will? No, that's just my opinion. It's come from kind of mine. It's just, you know, it's just the mindset. You know, you, you, you never show you hurt, hurting. You never share. Keep things private. We just do our own thing. We'll judge others do you know what I mean? It's just a rural way. I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here because there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. good people here. Mm. There's so many good people in the bush. And my best friends are there. But there is that, there's still that mindset at times, like, hey, and that was it, mate. I was doing, no one thought I could do it. But guess who did know I could do it? Mm. Me. And I didn't give a shit. But there's been some bark on the way.
2: Did you want to be in the media? No. Like, did you ever I have to be a
1: farmer? <laughs> I used to dream about <laughs> being a farmer be. and being a hot wife. And oh, look, I'm, isn't it funny? I, moments in your life I used to go to the football from boarding school and we used to go to and Belmore Oval the hill Brookie Brookvale over the hill and I used to take a set of binoculars and I used to look up and Peter Peters and Greg Hartley used to be the call. Hollywood and Zorba used to be the and so I used to go up and I used to look from the hill to their commentary box and not watch the game just watch them commentary I just loved it I loved the radio. And then fast forward, I called my first game at Brookvale and I actually rang my father and I said, you might not remember this, but you took me to the football many years ago and now I'm standing in that same box that I used to look at. It was a Friday night. Broncos got towered up as well by Manly <laughs> that night. Um, um, Jesse LaFeo was the name that I had to learn, and I couldn't pronounce it right. I still remember it. He I had to say it, write it out phonetically because I didn't know how to say Jesse LaFeo, But he tore the shit out of Brisbane that night. I still remember. But it's funny. I didn't really want. I didn't really think we used to listen to Stan Zomonic and look at talkback radio. I love talkback radio, but I never thought, hey, I'm going to be on radio. Just happened. I want to be a farmer. Do you get him? Do you, have you ever felt imposter
0: syndrome for where you are? Yeah. All
1: the time. Yeah, all the time. I, I still, um, I still go and introduce myself to people and think. Um, Monday night was a prime example. I'm on the panel for 100 percent footy. I'm <laughs> sitting next to Phil Gould and Paul Gallen. And is that down in Sydney? In Sydney, Sydney, yeah. So I had to do. So I host Sinbin for Triple M now, and, and I'm there. And I'm so nervous because I'm sitting next to Phil Gould, and I saw Phil Gould coach. Canterbury in 1988 to a premiership. I've got Scanlan sticker book with Phil Gould in it. In 1985 playing, you know, for for Canterbury. Like I, I you know, and like who he. I'm like, I feel Ben Dobbin. He goes, yeah, you know, I, I know who you are. And <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm like, okay, and like you know, he said he actually said I follow you on Twitter. And I'm oh, like, oh bullshit! I swear on my life. He's on Twitter. Yeah, he's on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, he said I follow you on Twitter. I'm like, okay, but I mean, you know, like I, I get that imposter syndrome because I, I, know, I. I I actually don't know what, you know, like, I, it's weird. Like you guys can get it. Everybody knows you. Oh, like, no. You know, th- like well, and and you people would come up to you and go, oh, God. And you be like... How the freaking hell does do uh, it know Mate, we yeah. get it
2: all the time. And we go, like, what What are we doing here? Like, I'm like, I'm sitting on a penalty. I'm like, even do this. You are we, talking to me about my podcast. I'm like, so In my head, you're like, you? do you know how much of a dickhead <laughs> yeah, I am? Yeah. Like, do yeah, you like, know you, how... You how know,
1: this is. morning, this morning I got up and I caused all this drama and I'm having a blue with my missus because I put a jumper in a laundry that has spun <laughs> oh, and, no. and put shit in. Like, you know, like our life, I, I just, Yeah. I'm
2: the same. Very much so. <laughs> How's Gal? I tell you, I look Good at you. Good at, guy. Good yeah, guy. Fuck, I love watching him box. Yeah. I he just get, think he's, oh, he is nah. such a beast. He he's actually the most beast.
1: misunderstood bloke you could ever get. He's a really decent human being. And you know I what? I love Gal. Financially responsible. He's. A provider for his family. Oh, hey, he. He he's made more money in boxing he than he would have easily. Mate. He, he loves. Easily. It. He loves a property development gal. He loves. Oh, he? T- he loves townhouses, mate. He's just absolutely <laughs> just loves, loves building <laughs> townhouses, mate. Interior to decorating? A, a, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's. I think he might have to pay someone for that. Just, he more just gets it done. Nah, he's a good guy. That's good. That, mate. Let. us all of them are all got insecure. They're all pretty normal. Once you get, once you break oh, them all down, that's what I was you, you, yeah, yeah. About,
0: about Darius the, yeah. the other week, but Darius like, is the same. It's it's like, Darius is oh, Darius, like
1: this just, just a normal guy, everyday player. Yeah.
0: yeah. How have you found? Um, because I've said to Dan plenty of times, like my, like my dream, sort of not like job, but like just do it for the love. It would be to call fucking rugby league. Like, yeah, it would just be epic. right? Yeah. But, and doing stuff in the media and like you know getting behind the sheds and be like, fuck, find out what's going on. How have you found? it comes with danger right yeah it. being that being a, because you're obviously a sports fanatic yeah. right you love sport and you love like
1: broncos that you, uh, you i mean it's funny you know like i love rugby league but they won't but i, I, I suppose i I suppose I, I now yeah i want them to win because i love kevy because we've got a really good relationship and ben icons one of my best mates so yeah. i sp- suppose like that's so
0: how how do you yeah. find it being like so right hard. i've so hard. Because you're mates, but you're also I've got to tell the truth here, and yeah. I've got to find the angle,
1: and I've got to. It is, it is this is the hardest thing to do. Because you got so relationships, call, yeah. calling rugby league, might don't lose that dream. Anybody can call rugby league. You could do it. So I, I'll say that now. I, I mean that genuinely. I, I help anybody because I got helped. Anybody who wants to learn, you can do it. It's not that hard. I, I mean that it's just using your mind, and once you get it right, it's a set program. Anybody can do it. Breaking news and stories—you've got to be fearless and mm. you've got to <laughs> not be insecure, which doesn't bode well for me. Mm. Um, it's relationships, so it's the stuff you don't report on that gets you where you are. You get—I okay. you know, yeah, I have to let a lot go because of my relationships, because of trust. Like tonight, and this is not going to go to air today. I, t- I take no. It, okay, no, so tomorrow, yeah. So tonight, Adam Reynolds is out of the Cowboys game. Um, okay, okay, we're still broken ribs. So I'm going to report on that tonight. Um, now, I rang Kevi at, Kevin Walters at 7.56 this morning. You have to at, blow that number out if it was on yeah, screen there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, had, had a five-minute conversation with him. Yeah. Um, I said, mate, I'm hearing Reno's done. He said, yeah, he won't play. I said, I'm going to run that. He said, yeah, you can run it. Yeah. So I'll run that bit tonight. Bit of give and take. Bit of yeah. give and take. Have you, have you fucked up? Yeah. I, Badly? I, heaps. Yeah. And, and you hurt because – well Darius and I don't talk. Darius and I don't talk because of fuck up. And and that and, and it wasn't my fault, but it was my fault. Um Darius and his wife Kayla, obviously very well documented story. Channel nine wanted a story on Kayla. I did it. It was a phenomenal yarn. It was about how the shit that they've been through with relationship, how they worked on their relationship, got it back on track, and how strong they were. It was a phenomenal yarn if it was told like that it would have been brilliant they're losing the ratings they cut the, they cut the story they cut a bit when kayla was crying about just how her kids put the tears where oh no he she was talking oh, no. about how he had the affair oh, no. made out like that uh, ran it on a thursday night it was Darius's 250th <sighs> i mate i yeah. can't I, i'm not I work for Channel 9, so the story's me. I voiced it, right? I voiced the story. But I never cut the pictures or anything like that. That's I Mm. I don't care. I'm in the wrong here. You know, not anybody else because my name's to it. But it fractured. Darius and I spoke on Christmas Day. He texted me on Christmas Day, said, I know that you're on your own. First one divorced. He was a captain of the Broncos. Happy like Met a lot. And within six months. And now, yeah, so I have fucked up. That's Have you tried re- to reconcile? Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, I've even spoken to Wayne about it recently, and Wayne's really close to him. Uh, uh, but yeah, we, we, you know, yeah, we. Um, uh, it's not
2: gonna. That sucks because, like, you don't. Um, yeah, how do you? I mean, you're it's, the my fault, work it's my
1: fault, mate. Well, it's my fault. I wasn't good enough. I didn't edit it, but my name's to it. But I, I voiced, it. But and I I voiced it. I rang and apologized. I rang and apologized. Mm. I made. I was. And look, if the story. It's always the way. The story was actually really good and Kayla was really happy with it but the Courier Mail picked it up and just focused on one thing and it's never about the story then it's about the headline that goes with it yeah. and then about the fallout on social media and reading the comments and it it, it, it fractured, it put some strain on their relationship and, and to be honest with you, Darius trusted me in that moment and even though I didn't control it and I would never have done it like that, my name's to it and he sees me as the reason that that went to air, and so I, man, I have to live by that. Mm. Like that's honest. Like that's, that's the honest. And it's the that big was five years of the, ago. of the gig, right? Mate, big downside of the
2: gig. That's the, well, that's the other side of the media you don't even see. You don't really get to find out. And the abuse know? that
1: when you, I mean, okay, I, I put a car into a swimming pool at twenty-one years of age with a stripper <laughs> in the back seat. Right? She was naked as well. I'm not going into it. <laughs> but, but you can't he throw that, that in, out. Yes, you can. <laughs> watch me. But watch. But what would happen if a twenty-one-year-old rugby league player did the same thing, mate? That um, The goey thing. Yeah, like fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So come on, here, that's not it, fucking news. Here, here is. He was just out there having degouy, the mate.
0: Yeah. My, <laughs> my wife. My wife saw that. She's like, "We've got to pull this video. What's this video? What's this video?" So I'm like looking on Google, whatever. Blah, blah. I found it. We watched it. Well, I was like, what, what's the issue? I'm like, fucked if I know. I, yeah. I don't know what where the issue is here, but it's like, you
1: know. I just think that we put a lot – we're to blame, but there's an appetite from the general public for it. The appetite comes for – I mean, I talked to Peter Bedell and he said, mate, if I had to write – if if it gets more subscriptions, him writing about that brick wall because people want to know about it, that's what they write to it. They write what, what, people, what want. people want. Yeah. They don't like – and it's salacious – and it's a soap opera, and it's so wrong where we've got to. But that's the business. The business is it, it, it's an it's an act like it's a it's a performance every day. Mm. Like you know,
0: you got to find it, and you got to continue to find it because if you don't, they'll find someone else that will. Yeah, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's full on. It's full
2: on. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, because that's what I've always thought about. People that. just love it. People just eat it up. Look, the whole life is a fucking drama. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. like <laughs> <a, laughs> mate, drama that people. Well, if you haven't want, got it in
1: your own, you, you know. to And look what
2: you look for. What's what Twitter's about? That and you guys probably don't get it,
1: but that's probably the hardest thing. is the social media, the the, the crap that you get on social media. Like oh. people don't know me, mm. but, and mate, I'm I, I talk to anybody, and I'm a good person. I'm, I'm genuinely a good person. Like I know, I I know I can be. But mate, some of the stuff that people write about me, like I, I just don't read it anymore. Like, I literally, oh, <laughs> I yeah, can't yeah. do it. What mate? about the
0: thing that well, you'd know about it. It's what about Ray Hadley teeing off on oh, you a couple
1: of years ago? Mate, what if that,
0: that bloke is the reason? Oh man. So anyway, I'll tell you anyway, how fuck that
1: fuck story, down. mate. I'll tell you that story quickly, and I know it. Hadley, I, 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 Channel uh, Triple M Mato rings me five thirty in the morning. He says, "Mate, can you give us something?" Right, and I go, "Yeah, easy." Five thirty in the morning. I said. Mate, Tino's not going to win the grand final. The Titans aren't going to make the eight. So if you Was want to win... this year? Yeah, last yeah, year. Last if year. you want to win the... If you want to win, start of origin, you knock out Tommy Dravojevic in the first shot. Take one for the team. You'll do eight weeks, but the Titans aren't going to wait Like, fuck, who cares? Nothing, like, I yeah, mean, yeah. Nothing. Mate, I'm driving my kid to the opening of Bounce at carondale Ella Daisy. I never get any dates. It's just so happens. The stars align. My mum's up. It's a Friday... And I've got Ella Days and we're going to the opening of Kids Bounce. And I'm so excited because I get to do Spend something some with them, yeah. Rothfield rings.
2: Ah, oh, Dobbo. We've,
1: <laughs> we've got a drama, mate. We've got a drama. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, what's happened, Buzz? Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, Ray's gone nuts at nine o'clock on you.
1: I'm like, fuck, I don't know what this is about. Then <gasps> Valandis rings me. Then Andrew Abdo rings me. And, mate, this is all off that... Ray's decided to fucking tee off on me, tee off on me at – at um. At, so I rang 2GB. because
0: right. does, Ford, does Fordo work for them? No, yeah, yeah,
1: Fordo does the morning show. I rang yeah. Fordo. Fordo goes, what's all this about? Hadley's just gone feral at you. So I text Ray. I said to Ray straight away, I said, mate, happy to come on your show, right? Right? There was nothing intended by it. I'm going to try and read. I, I reckon I've still got the text. Okay. That fucking impression. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, fucking buzz Rothfield, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm buzz. Oh, mate, oh, um, you know, so any, I haven't got it, but I mean, uh, um, I'll try and find it. But Hadley just absolutely went for it. He did, and what did he oh, it was something about I don't know who you are or whatever,
0: but fu- it was bad, like the yeah. way he said it, yeah. but I it's. But again, that's what sells. He knows that's what sells, right? The the ability of just fucking throwing it out there. It. Just, oh, yeah, he, he actually he took oh, to me. He took drama. to me.
1: He took to me about and just insulted me. Oh, it was horrific. So I yeah. actually tried to come back on his show, and he replied to me and and blocked me because that's what you do. You block box So he blocked me, and mate. So I set up three
2: fake accounts and
1: still. Nah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I was absolutely. I, I was pretty rattled by it because. It's just a joke,
2: and how do you, how do you, a and and relationship yeah. guy as well? Yeah, like we're so talking about you know, with Darius. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I, and I had a, a, a Ray and I had had little bits, you know, of chat. And I uh, made I idolized him a little bit, but um, yeah, mate, he just he just found, and Ray, that's what he rules by, mate. He he, he looks for oh yeah that cracker, and man, it was just my turn. Yeah. It was just my turn that day. I don't think it was anything personal, but. At the time, I was like, oh, I'm talking to mum, and I couldn't enjoy, and the the, other, the biggest problem was I couldn't enjoy the day with Ella. It just played on my mind that whole time. And also,
0: it's out of your fucking control. Yeah. That's and the b- most annoying mate, part. To,
1: to Buzz's credit, he he never wrote the yarn. Um, He was going to write the, what Ray
2: are, oh, you know, like, they love it, mate. They love it. <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> fucking hell, that'll yeah. do me. The thing yeah. is, everyone's attention spans are so short as well. Like, you just need your cycle new, moves on, mate, every main, day.
1: Main. And that's what I always say to people now, like, when all that shit went down with Qualia and us allegedly getting booted off Qualia on our honeymoon, which just wasn't true. IGG'd up. Yeah, well, mate, <laughs> I didn't even say it. So what happened was... <laughs> we'll open this up quickly. <laughs> Am's having... I'm at Qualia. Always want to start Qualia. It's our honeymoon. It's $2,000 a night. It's excessive. yeah, but mate, I'm in love. Let's do it. i work my ass off. Let's have four nights there. Am's mum, terminally ill. She has to have an operation... We book flights to leave early to go home because she's having this massive operation. Mm-hmm. Anne walks out of the day spa. Her idol is a mark looney. I never even heard of a Mark Looney. There she is, right? There she is. So Anne stalks her, gives a, gets a photo of her. <laughs> Channel nine said, Have you seen anybody? I said, Yeah, I saw a Mark Looney here. Well, next thing you know, exclusive. <laughs> On Hamilton Island, there's a photo of a lady in a golf cart from about a thousand miles away, and it's a male Clooney. That was our photo. So, next morning, we're leaving. Our old mate comes and sees us and says, uh, Mate, we've got a, we've had a massive privacy breach. And I, and I just said, Mate, where in the hell does it say you can't take a photo of somebody? Here? And he's like, Mate, you can't do that. And he said, oh, I said, Well, you're turfing us off the island. He said, Well, you know, I said, Well, we're going anyway. What we were going for was we were going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, but you just so for the sake bit, of the sake of the radio, story, yeah. I'll say we did that. Suffice to say, we left the island that afternoon. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. I forgot to put in there that we were going back because <laughs> Am's mum's terminally ill and having an operation. Be it what it is, it was just a bit of fun. Well, next thing you know, I'm throwing off, and next thing I'm banned for life. Qualy actually reached out. We're going to go back there, but um, <laughs> I said to Amity at the time because she made the front page of the crew mail. This this lady my oh wife, really just yeah, does right. not want to. Is the most yeah, understated. Yeah. She is just not that person. She's like, I'm on the front page online. I said, well, whatever you do, just it's okay. Just don't read the comments because she has what do you mean? Anyway, I come home that night. She's rocking a corner. Oh, they call me a feral and a bogan. <laughs> Mate, they don't know me. I'm oh. like, I told you. Don't, don't read either. the comments. You just don't read comments. You just – yeah, why are you oh, – oh, oh, but that was it. And then a friend is saying, have you read the comments? And then a brother, love Dax, one of my best mates, brother. Dax can't help himself. He's defending us with oh, these really? people. Oh, I'm like, oh, Dax, uh, I love you, mate. Just let it be. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. let it be, you know, so. Anyway. Well. So who is Amal Clooney? Yeah, well, she's a world-famous George, lawyer, George's, George's wife. wife. I didn't know her either. I didn't know her either. She's uh, a big brunette. She, mate, brunette. What was Worth? she doing there
2: on her own? No, I he was, was there. Julia oh, was, was there. there. and
1: yeah. They were all there oh, at the same time, there. yeah. Oh, okay. and what are the chances at Qualia?
2: Good joint. Good, <laughs> oh, good joint. I've oh, oh, good oh
1: my God, it's a good joint. Yeah, yeah. excessive but good.
2: Well, we'll have to hit Qualia up and see if they can bloody give away. Mate,
1: why not? Only two thousand dollars a night. You want to go there with your missus? You get the pool. You just stay in your villa naked. It's a good thing. Am didn't, but I was. I just got nude the whole time.
2: <laughs> Real reason he got kicked <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> Scary people. Oh, we've had a major <laughs> privacy breach. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking huge. Oh, um, Dobbo, mate, thanks so Pleasure. much for your time. Pleasure. Uh, it's it's been great. I know I'm, I'm sort of winding up, Derek. Are you, are you? No, no, no,
2: no. I'm good. I just, as I said, like you've just, yeah. You're great trademark. Mate, yeah. yeah, thanks so much for uh, really, supporting. Happy. Really appreciate it. Uh, good. Um, Anytime. I think you're touching some really great stuff as well, to be honest. As I mentioned, like being mental, I don't know if it's Men's Health Week or month. But yeah, no, no, no. Last, last week moment. was Men's
1: Health Week and it's Men's Health Month, Awareness Month. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's The irony yeah. is
2: that we don't follow any of these things. So Me We do it all the da- every day, yeah. so it's like, yeah. Yeah. fuck, but whatever. But if, yeah. if you were going to plug it and, you know, talk My story is very
1: real. I've had the ups and the downs. It's there. And so I'm no different.
2: The counselling component's a big part as well. I Huge, think that's pretty, pretty massive. Like, I still going. Oh, you're go, probably mate. ahead of your time. I would say. Still to go. Be honest. Love
1: it. I you still do. love it, Joe. Legend. You're a good man, Joe. He knows everything, mate. I unpack everything. Well, it just I so, so happens. Even talk that to him about. Why wouldn't my wife post a photo of me on social media? He's like, "Fucking really? You're 46. Seriously, you need that validation." I'm like, "Yes."
0: It is. And it she's is. got
1: 60 followers, mate. Does anybody really give a fuck?
0: It <laughs> is very interesting how they just reframe shit for you. You're like, oh, okay, over there, it's, I understand
1: that now. Next thing, I'm apologising to my wife for being such a cockhead. You know,
0: that's <laughs> like, great, mate. It's anyway, great. thanks again for your time, mate. It was cool awesome. Guys. Um, and you and we'll definitely, we're definitely going to go have that beer at some stage. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Thanks Good on you. Thanks, mate. mate. Is that (laughs) alright? Fucking great. Really good. Thank you very much.
2: If I stop, I'll die. (laughs)